talking basketball. We've got some exciting things to talk about um, and a big game tonight coming up against uh, crosstown rival Chaminade. Um, boy, Coach, uh, you got you got got some pressure on you today. Um, as I look at the standings, boy, they're they're sitting in that last position, sixth position, to make the tournament. It looks like. So you got a little bit on the line tonight. Yeah, we're uh, still fighting ourselves. Um, and I think the old cliche about you can throw records out when, when rivals play uh, really applies here. We've um, just had great games with them throughout the years. Uh, and it seems like there's always a lot of intensity and good crowds. We know each other really well. Their coach has been there for uh, many years. He's a friend of mine, and he does a terrific job. And we kind of go up against each other and battle it out. It was a tough game the first time we played them, and uh, I expect nothing less tonight. Nice, nice. Well, it is a big game as you uh, start to jockey for position here for, for tournament play. Um, secrets to success tonight? Uh, any thoughts on, on strategy? I don't want to give anything away here as we head into the game. But No, uh, I, um, you know, I think they are a, a momentum team. I think they, they like to get up and down. They're, uh, when they get the feel good going and, and you give them that, that, that wind in their sails, they really take that well. So for us, controlling tempo, uh, we're probably not as much as an up and down team and knowing when to kind of, kind of put the brakes on to break their their momentum will be critical. So they say a little bit more running gun style on their side? Yeah, they push control. it. They push it, and they've always got good three-point shooters. And uh, I think their coach does a much better job than I do than living with questionable shots. And so those guys <laughs> have the confidence and the freedom to do that. And, and man, when they start hitting with that, it can – it can light, snowball. Light it up quick, right? Yeah, so we need, to, cushion. we need to make sure that the, those runs, that we limit those runs. Wow. Well, Cordell, tell us a little bit about, about you. And, uh, you know, what, first of all, what position do you play um, for those that aren't familiar with HPU basketball? Um, I play point guard, um, obviously, because I'm only 5'10", so <laughs> got to play where I fit in over there. Have you? Can you dunk at 5'10", you pull a spud web or uh, – Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, I could dunk a little bit. Of course, I'm dating myself by those references, right? You are, but ironically, <laughs> Cordell is one of the best dunkers on our team. I mean, he is a high flyer. Wow. Wow, that height. So, man, that must have take, taken some, some work to get yourself up to that point. And when, was the, when was your first dunk? I think my first dunk was like my, um, my summer before I went into my sophomore year in high school. But yeah, it was just a lot of um, jump training with my dad. He really pushed me to do that. Yeah. Well, that's amazing, though. I mean, you must have uh, seen some eyes bulge at that height, at that at that age, and sophomore in high school to to put it through the rim like that. Yeah, it was it was cool at first, but the more I went, I did it, and it just came normal. So nice, nice. Wow. Yeah, it does take some work, but. Uh, Boy, well, for the games tonight, so you got uh, women are playing Chaminade at 5.30, the men at 7.30 tonight, um, both big games. We talked a little bit about uh, some of the differences in styles. You know, Coach, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what inspired you to get into coaching? If you think back early in your career, uh, maybe, you know, start back with your maybe your college days and uh, leading into your, your coaching career. Yeah, you know, as a young man, I think I had a similar experience to a lot of people that when you're in middle school and high school and you're going through all those quirky, clunky years, um, 
you know, basketball was a huge part of my identity and you're looking for something to belong to. And uh, I was blessed to be tall and skinny um, or blessed to be tall and cursed to be skinny, maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I was um, growing up, that, that was a way for me to connect with other people, to make friends. And then, um, you know, when I was a senior in high school, uh, North Carolina State with old Jimmy V, Jim Valvano, won the national championship. And I was always a little mesmerized by him. He was dynamic and personable, uh, uh, an East Coast, New York, fast-talking Italian guy and just charismatic and uh, got to see him at a, at a clinic a couple times. And, and just the impact that coaches had on me and and then kind of having some other role models that really drew me into to wanting to to get into that and and have that connection with young people and and also being competitive yeah it's it's such a fulfilling uh career path whether you're in education or or coaching um sports at the youth level up through college or or the pros um, just a lot of rewards to have an impact on people's lives, help set some direction, teach them team dynamics and, and uh, good sportsmanship. How, are those important concepts here at a, at a program like HPU, or you know, is it about winning? Uh, I know a lot of pressure on coaches to win these days. Um, not every school values winning over the value of an education or prepping uh, their athletes to be good community citizens right. and, and, uh, pr- and successful in their career path. Tell us a bit about your philosophy and how you create you know, well-rounded athletes. Yeah, and uh, I'd be good because I'd be interested in Cordell chiming in too and what his experience has been like that. But, um, you know, the older you get, the longer you've coached, the more that players can reach out and say, Coach, you had this influence on me. Uh, Coach, you know, now we're doing this. And these uh, in, in this profession, these lessons that I learned in basketball apply to my job to my marriage, to my relationship with my children, being selfless, uh, getting up early, being on time, just so many lessons that, again, that I learned from athletics. I always say athletics is kind of an artificial world. You know, you win, you lose, you learn to handle success and get along with people. Well, the real world, you know, there's going to be more implications to winning and losing. There's going to be you know, tragedies in your life, things that are a lot worse than losing a basketball game, but you kind of learn how to handle them in that artificial scenario. And so I, I think that we really emphasize that. We, you know, a couple things to, to brag about would be we just had our highest team GPA in program history. We had a 3.5 for the men's basketball team and so proud of the guys, uh, their effort they put into that. We were just recently recognized for a National Community Service Award, our men's basketball team. So those kind of things of, hey, I got a job here to go to school. I'm going to get it done. I want to get back to my community. The fact that we can be a part of that as a basketball program is, is extremely rewarding as a coach and our staff. Yeah. You mentioned um, uh, the award. So you're finalists of Division II Award of Excellence uh, for their community yeah. service. You know, Cordell, uh, is community service and giving back to the community um, important to you and to your teammates? Yeah, I feel like it's important to us. Um, throughout the fall and all the way out, we've been doing a lot, going out to schools. And it's big for me, too, from being from Hawaii. Like A lot of the kids out here don't you know, meet people like us, like college athletes, like just people that are foreign 
to them and it's a lot of a lot of um, it's big for them especially people like um tucker like a seven footer <laughs> they don't have much of those out here so they find it really cool and he's always a um, kid favorite whenever we do community service so what what is it so how is community service organized for the team do you send the team out uh you know to work with you sports programs or are you breaking them up into groups but how do you yeah do we've you done involved? several things um you know, Jesse Nakanishi, our associate head coach, uh, has been terrific. We went over to um, a fish pond over in Kaneohe, this 900-year-old fish pond, and helped move some sticks and helped move some rocks and, and do some restoration. We took the whole team over there. We've gone to schools in red. We've gone to schools and distributed bike helmets. Um, just little things here and there, basketball clinics for a lot of elementary schools. We, you know, it's, we haven't done a lot of major things, but consistent. Nice. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on Hawaii Sports Radio, um, AM 760 and FM 95.1. We're here talking basketball with Coach V and Cordell Ng, and we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're back on Sharks Weekly. I'm your host, Jeff Rich, uh, here at Hawaii Pacific University. We're here with Coach V and Cordell Ng from the HPU men's basketball team. Um, in other sports this week, just some highlights, uh, not some great results for uh, the HPU softball team. Um, who was in the Concordia Kickoff Classic uh, this last Friday through Sunday and unfortunately went 0-5 in the tournament, uh, followed up by a game on Monday uh, against CSU Domingos Hills and uh, unfortunately lost that game as well. Uh, so hopefully uh, better things to come for HPU softball in the future. But we're here talking basketball this morning. Um, you know, it's kind of a, an eventful morning. So for, for those that watched the news last night, a uh, milestone record, a record that they thought would never be broken the NBA scoring record, um, and uh, LeBron James, King King James. Amazing. Boy, taking out Kareem's record. Yeah, Did you, you know, see the game? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, but I watched the highlights. I saw how unique it was, uh, as we were talking before, um, that they stopped the game. Just kind of that, – that doesn't happen very often. You know, there's a, a little bit of um, – I don't know what the right word is, but, you know, reverence for the for a game. You don't stop it for, okay, now we're going to celebrate this accomplishment. I think they did that for Brady recently, a couple of years or so ago. But it's very rare. But, you know, coming straight out of high school, being so mature physically, I mean, it's it's kind of the perfect storm for him that, you know, he could make an impact. And, and then he's been healthy. You know, Jabbar um, kind of had the – the fact that he was so big and had the sky hook and could kind of pour his points in and also had a long career. But it takes, uh, you know, it, it, it does take quite a, a com, confluence of, uh, of variables for that to happen. And you wonder when it will happen next. Who's going to be the next big, strong, immediate impact 19-year-old that can play for 20-some years? 
Well, I think you'll certainly see. Uh, uh, well, you know, maybe not. You know, you got this new this new uh, ability of college athletes to monetize their name, right. to earn sponsorship <laughs> revenue. Um, you know, so maybe you don't have as many students that are going straight Great from point. high school yeah. to college. Uh, but you know, Cordell, you know, when you were growing up, was there a player, an NBA player, or a college player uh, that influenced you that you looked up to? Um, growing up, I, I watched a lot of Allen Iverson highlights. But LeBron too was a big part. Like ever since I can remember, he's been in the been in the NBA. He um I was born in 2002. He was drafted in 2003. So just watching him pretty much my whole life, and it's just cool. I I watched the game a little bit. I started watching at halftime when he had 20 points, and it was just I was hoping that he was gonna break it on a hook shot. Wow. Right. You know, it'd be something if he had if he had broken that record with uh, with the sky hook. Yeah. You know, I do. You, do you remember? Do you remember Kareem? Yeah. You know, is he just a distant sort of figure in the in the uh, past annals of the NBA? Yeah, I've. I don't think I've ever seen him play any of his highlights or anything. Hmm. But I hear about his name a lot, especially recently coming with his record. But yeah. When when uh, when when players, you know, from your generation, think about past NBA grades, you know, not active players, but. You know, who, who do you guys think about? Obviously, the Jordans, the a lot of the guys on NBA, um, TNT, Shaq, Kenny, um, Charles. Well, it's just probably more of your guys' generation that you guys wouldn't consider that past. Well, that's what we consider. Yep. You know, we were talking before Cordell about um, your five ten and a guard and uh, and dunking. Um, you know, do, do you, it always amazes me to see you know, some players that are sub six feet and guys, especially some of the smaller players through NBA history, like you know Spud Webb and Muggsy Bogues, that were able to put it through the rim. Uh, but you were telling a story about um, learning to dunk and and practicing. Now, tell us a little bit more about how you how you got yourself to that level of accomplishment. Um, well, it started like when I was little, like I always kind of jumped high, so my dad was like, might as well like just teach you how to jump. So a lot of just um, footwork training, box jumps, a lot of just dynamic workouts just to get the fast twitch muscles working a little harder than it was. So yeah, it helped a lot. I could jump pretty high, yeah. Have you been able to put it put it down in a game? Uh, or do you kind of stay in the backcourt and, and, and play more of uh, what a guard is expected to do? Or do you try and drive to the hoop once in a while and, and put it put it through there? Um, I got a couple of dunks last year. I um, haven't gotten one this year. But if the opportunity is there, I'll I'll try. Wow! And Coach V, when you see when you see Cordell make that drive for the hoop, and you say, "Oh my God, here he goes!" What do you little 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 freedom and flexibility for your players? Yeah, to... you know, um, and he dunks in practice in in game type situations when he gets the breakaways. He he obviously has great discretion and knows that we just need the two points. So <laughs> there's sometimes where I think he could go for it, and he's like, you know, I'm just going to lay it in, but. You know, what, what I admire that he does is he uses his um, leaping ability more than just dunking. You know, he, he can go up on one side of the basket and reverse and hang and, and come into the other side. He's a good rebounder for his size because of his leaping ability. So, you know, he's, he's used it to make himself play bigger than he is, and, and that's what I think is most valuable. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about you know some of the some of the players and the personalities on the team. You know how how they melded as a you know in terms of team chemistry. Um, is it is it a, a, a process of continued maturation and building that chemistry? Do you feel like you're there with this? Yeah, team? It's been a unique year. We've got and I I know a lot of coaches say this and I mean this sincerely. We've got a tremendous group of guys. Uh, I mentioned how active they've been in community service and that's 
you know, that's never been like pulling teeth to get them to do that. They've done tremendous in the classroom. We knew uh, early on this year was going to be a challenge. We brought in a few Division One transfers and some players after struggling last year. We, we knew we needed to get some players who would make an immediate impact. And yet we had a core of returning players, Cordell and several other players, that get our culture, that have come through the system and understand what we're about. And blending that together, uh, we predicted was going to be a challenge, and it has been. Uh, it's just gone slower than we'd like. Uh, and, and so our chemistry, you know, we get along well, but getting on the same page has been a challenge and that's that's you know that's on me um and and transferring that culture to to our new players do you have a a a, a younger team that's going to give you a year or two to to continue to work on it or do you have a lot of graduating seniors we have four seniors uh senior night is monday and we're yeah. excited about that um jalen chandler who's a one-year transfer from the san francisco state Marquise Moore, who is a one-year transfer, played at uh, Southern Utah, Division One. Trey Miller, who's been here, I think this is his fifth year because of COVID. That's kind of a thing. And Elijah Martinez, who is here in his fifth year. So uh, that's kind of um, a microcosm of our team. We got two seniors that have been here for five years and two seniors that have been here for one year. And that's that's been a challenge and not not blaming or pointing fingers it just um it hasn't melded as quickly as we had liked yep and you've yeah you've got some games coming up we mentioned tonight's big game against chaminade and then you play again uh, back on the court friday against holy names and And that's homecoming night that's a big there's going to be food trucks and a moped giveaway at halftime and the, a packed house. So that'll be a lot of fun for people to come out to the Shark Tank. And a chance to win a moped. Yeah. Boy, yeah there you go. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned Monday's game. Uh, that's Fresno Pacific at the Shark Tank. So you got a busy week coming up. Um, so when we think about, uh, you know, the future of the program and, and any, you know, college sports team, it, it, it's about recruiting ultimately in terms of the, the long-term right. success, you know, Tell us a bit about your recruiting philosophy. How do you go out and, and find talent? How do you evaluate? What do you tell players to make them want to come out to Hawaii, especially players from the mainland or other parts of the world that uh, this is a pretty remote place to get to? Yeah, and my, my philosophy has changed on that. When I first got here about 17 years ago, it was, hey, we want you to come to Hawaii, whether it's North Dakota or any. We want you to come to HPU for the education and the basketball program. And I realized I was short selling it. It's like, no, we need to sell the beach. We need to sell the mountains. <laughs> you know, uh, if whatever we can do to get them here, let's not under underplay that. So um, the the landscape has changed because of the transfer portal. So I think a lot of people are still navigating that. The NIL, which has even impacted Division Two. So, you know, our philosophy is to get, you know, the best – people and the best players that we can people that want to get their degree um that, that want to be good people we, we really try to limit distractions that's a huge thing for for any organization any team you know what what are your distractions what are your bad days going to be like we talk so much about we don't need you to have 30 points we don't need you to have a triple double 
we just need you to play at a consistent high level and 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 know what we're getting from you and that's much easier said than done to to find people that can bring it every day every game you know this is what you're going to get from me and yeah. and evaluating that's not easy I, I and you don't know what you're getting um it's you know you can see talent sometimes but uh you know what's the player's philosophy and commitment to right. improvement you know, Cordell, what stood out for you as you've come into college athletics and, and you made that transition and, and you're at, you know, HPU's program? You know, how do you and the other other players, you know, feel about um, the philosophy of the team, uh, you know, the chemistry of the team? But tell us a little bit about what it's like as an insider. Well, I feel like the chemistry on the team, it's like a coach view would say, like, your strength could be also your biggest weakness. So, like, off the court, like, all friends or a great group of guys – and it's on the court, it's a little just different. We're still working on it. We're still going to get better. And, like, we're just bonding still. So, like, we're, we're all friends. We all get along, and it's cool. And, like, just, like, the – for me, it's different, like, a lot different coming to college. Like, it's a lot more work. Um, it's, like, basically having a job while going to school. And some of our guys also have jobs. So, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of work to do. But it's, that's what you got to do if you want to be good and great. And Coach V always says – um. Before you could be great, you just got to not suck. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. That's good advice. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hey, we're talking basketball here, um, and we're going to uh, continue the conversation here as we uh, take a short commercial break. This is Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760 and 95.1 FM. Do you own a business? Are you in charge of your building needs at your office or home? Then Google no more. Call Pioneer Electric Inc., Hawaii's premier electrical wholesaler and distributor. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years. We serve homeowners and the electrical industry throughout the island. Located at 228 Mohonua Place. Call 841 0107. That's 841 0107. Locally owned and operated, and a proud sponsor of HPU Sports. Back to the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena on the Hawaii Pacific University's Aloha Tower Marketplace campus. It's Sharks Weekly on 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena here on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University at Aloha Tower Marketplace. We're talking basketball here on Wednesday morning. Um, and Cordell, we were just starting to talk about you know some of the team chemistry and, and how you guys bond and 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 you know maybe you know what are what are activities do you pursue things as a team off the court? Um, you know how do you take advantage of, of Hawaii? I know you you live here, but you've got probably some teammates that this is all new and exciting. But uh, tell us a little bit about about that aspect of of your uh, experience. Well, it's like Hawaii. Um, the guys we like to go to the beach. We hang out at the beach. We come to, um, we go to each other's houses, watch games, NBA games, football games. We just like hang out, go eat, like everything normal college kids do. Um, I think the beach is big for us. Like we like to um, just hang out, watch the sunset, swim, get some beach workouts in. Yeah. You guys have a favorite beach uh, that you go to? Um, most of the, most of the guys living in um, town, we like to go to Queens Beach. That's close for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. And and growing up here, you know, what if you've probably been to all the beaches around Oahu at least, what's your favorite? Um, it depends on the time of year. Cuz um 
You don't, you don't want to go like now like to the North Shore or where the eddies going on where there's like 20 um, foot waves. But I think a good one to go to always is just um, Sandy's on the east side. It's a nice beach, nice. good waves, yeah. Uh, you, do you surf, uh, paddleboard, um, any you know, snorkeling, any favorite activities out on the water? Um, I paddleboard a little bit um, with my parents, but I'm not much of a water water guy. I'm not um, a great swimmer. Yeah. Living on an island—that's that's that's, <laughs> that's just something to say, boy. Well, coach, so you you've been at this a long time. So you've had a storied 15-year career as a head coach here at HPU. Um, you know, when you think about um, that history and all the teams that you've led and the players that have come through, you know, what are what are some things that really stand out to you in terms of accomplishments that you're proud of or players that have an impact on you? Uh, but give us a little taste of uh, you know some of the highlights of your of your career here. Uh. Well, great question. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about uh, recruiting. And that's kind of what stands out is just how fortunate we've gotten at times to bring in good people. And I, I got a text today from a young man that graduated five years ago, and he wants to talk. And he's uh, gone through a, a personal issue. And that's uh, that's super rewarding as a coach to watch these young people go on and get in their, their profession and, and stay in contact. Uh, the, the easy answer to that question is, you know, we had a year we were 29-3 and three and won the conference and, and, and had just tremendous success. And we had a stretch of several years of winning records. The past few years, th- there have been some, some changes in the scholarships and the dynamics, and we're, we're, we're battling through that. And our athletic director Debbie Snell and, and President Gotanda have recognized that, and we're working to rectify it. But um, you know, I, I think just the most rewarding thing, if I look back at it, has just been relationships uh, with, with young men and watching them have some success, as we had talked about, when they leave here and use those lessons that they learned. I mean, uh, you and I probably you know, also learned a lot of really valuable lessons between 18 and 22 that, you know, that we're still applying to life. Yeah. And I, I would, I would say that, uh, the lesson that, that I try and think the most about is, is tenacity and persistence. And I think that's the key to success. You know, nobody wins all the time. Obviously nobody has perpetual good luck. You know, good luck's created and it's often created through just tenacious persistence and pursuing what you want. Is that is that a, a mark of the team chemistry? Are you guys you know hungry? Do you feel that that desire to improve, Cordell? But you know what's the mentality of the team as you head into the game tonight? Um, tonight it's a lot different than normal nights because we play Shamanad, <laughs> so everyone's gonna be up and ready to go. It's like the big week with homecoming um, and senior night, but this might be the biggest night out of all of that. So we're all hungry and ready to go. Our season is not going as we um, wanted it to, but like we still have a chance to turn around, and I think tonight's going to be a big stepping stone towards that. Yeah, it's, you guys are currently seven and fourteen, uh, three and ten in the Pac West tenth uh, position. So, still an opportunity to drive for that sixth spot and taking out Chaminade tonight's probably the first step uh, towards doing that. Um, you were just on a uh, you went one and three on your recent road trip, um, tough one, but. Uh, you feel the team is ready tonight and the spirits are good and you've got that tenacious persistence to go out and perform well tonight. Yeah, I do. And, and it's kind of back to what we were talking about. You know, one of the lessons that we've uh, continued to convey is 
regardless of where we're at in the standings, if we're going to make the tournament, we will keep fighting. You know, use the word tenacity. And to the last second of the last game, uh, we're blessed with an opportunity to play college basketball. And we're healthy. We're able to field a team. We've worked for this. So to to do anything less than our best effort would be taking for granted what a tremendous opportunity we've got to go out and have fun playing basketball and, and competing. Yep. You know, if you think about um, the, the paths that all of our lives take, often we find ourselves in, in careers that maybe we didn't think about or plan. Um, we kind of fall into things. Um, you know, you know, Cordell, as you think about moving on past basketball, um, you know, what are your career aspirations? Maybe tell us a little bit about your academic pursuits here and then what you're thinking about um, in terms of a career pathway uh, post-basketball. So for school-wise, I'm majoring in um, business administration with a concentration in accounting. So after basketball, I want to become an accountant, a CPA, and just do that because um, my club basketball coach is actually an accountant and just seeing the things he was able to do um, and then all those things he did for us, so that's what I want to do too. Any interest in coaching? Um, maybe a little bit, um, like an assistant coach role. I, I couldn't see myself being the head coach, so a lot of work Coach V has to do, and I know the stress it puts on him, so I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> it can be stressful for sure. You know, Coach, if you could do anything else other than yeah. you know, be a basketball coach, you know, what, what would it be? Um, great question. You know, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, and uh, <clears throat> my wife and I have talked about that because we're at that age. I think uh, sometimes I consider it's a younger man's game. I look around the league. There's one coach in the league that is older than me, I'm pretty sure, and the rest, I'm like, yeah, I can see why those younger guys are doing this. Um, it, you know, I made the decision to coach really young in high school I, I kind of that's what I want to do and have again a cliche if you love what you're doing if you're passionate about it they say you never feel like you're going to work it's never a job and I've been blessed to have that um, so I would want something like that I know my wife and I are real involved in our church that's always seemed like something you wouldn't feel like you're going to work to do a job you know that that passion I have for uh, trying to help develop young men, trying to win basketball games, I think that would translate into my church as well. So it might be something in those lines. Still along the lines of counseling maybe, working yeah. with young people, helping provide guidance. Right. Yeah, all things that just give enormous satisfaction uh, in terms of our, our professional pursuits. Um, you know, for me, I've, I've thought about that too, and I, I would have to say I would, if I could do anything other than what I do uh, in marketing and communications, I would be a coach. I would be a football coach, I think. Yeah. But uh, it's always been a passion. Yeah, I was fortunate. Um, we, I have four kids, and, and two of my, my sons played football, so I was fortunate to be able to coach them in yeah. uh, youth sports through football and basketball and baseball a little bit. Um, and, boy, it was just so rewarding. And I still look back at some of the um, the young people that I was able to, to work with and influence and see some of the success that they've had. And that's really what it's all about. We touched on that earlier. It is. And, and the longer you do it, and I think the, the higher level you get to, and there's a lot higher levels than I coach, you know, the, the higher the highs and the lower the lows. You know, you get into, and, and that's something that I've experienced over time is the crisis that come about and the, the difficult situations. 
that are stressful. You know, Cordell mentioned, I don't want to be a head coach. He's probably seen me at times pulling my hair out and frustrated. You know, somebody's not where they're supposed to be on time. And, okay, how's this going to impact us? And uh, what's the negative energy going on right now? And It can be very frustrating, but, you know, that's what makes it rewarding as well when that's all clicking. Yep. You know, Cordell, did you, do you play other sports? And, uh, you know, what ultimately, you know, made you pursue basketball? Um, growing up, I played all, pretty much all sports. Played football in high school, volleyball in high school. But I just feel like my dad was a basketball player. All my brothers played basketball, so I just feel like it was the easy choice. Yeah. Did Did everybody anybody play into the college level uh, in your family? Or? My dad he played college basketball at Eastern Oregon. My brother, he, my oldest brother KJ, he played um, at an NAIA school in Montana. And my other brother Cameron, he's currently on the Shamanad team, unfortunately for him. <laughs> uh oh! All right, so uh, so I, I understand though he's not playing tonight. Yes, he's redshirting because he was at Hilo last year, so he's sitting out this year. Okay, so uh, that's going to be a bit of a conflict for him. I'm sure he wants to see you do well, uh, but also see his team do well. You guys talk a bit about this. Yeah, a lot of just friendly um, trash talk at home, <laughs> which side our parents are on, you know. But it's all fun in games. Like, we understand that basketball is a game. But he's going to be rooting for Shamanon tomorrow or tonight, as I will be for it, HBU. Is there any, any money on the line here? Or any, you know, any sort <laughs> That's of an NCAA violation. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll scratch. You don't need to answer that. No money, no Bragging money. Rights, Bragging we'll say, rights, we'll say, right? Yeah. Have you guys played each other uh, competitively before, I imagine, over the years? Yeah, we played against each other last year when he was at Hilo. So it was a good game. Good, um, we had all our family in the crowd watching when we played down here. So it was fun. Wow. So I imagine the family would be coming out to watch, uh, or at least <laughs> <laughs> hoping that he was on the court to see the, the Clash yeah. of Titans tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, we're going to take uh, uh, one last break here and then come back and, and talk basketball. You're uh, listening to Sharks Weekly on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760 and 95.1. I'm Jeffrey Rich, your host, and we will be back in a moment. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back here at Sharks Weekly. Jeff Rich, your host. Um, and we are talking basketball here. Uh, so, Coach, you've got uh, seven games left. Yep. You've got Chaminade tonight. Then you've got two games at home Friday, Monday, and then four road games. Um uh, Give us a little taste. What do you, you think is going to happen here through the remainder of the season? Yeah, uh, you know, the Chaminade game we're super excited about. Rival, um, they're fighting for a spot in, in the tournament. We'd like to try to get ourselves so that we could sneak in there as well. Uh, then Friday, we've got Holy Names. We, we beat them uh, at Holy Names, so we're wanting to make that a sweep. Fresno on Monday, uh, that game was tied with a minute – 50-some to go when we were at Fresno. That was the last game we played last week. So we think they're both winnable. We think they're all three winnable. Um, and then a tough road trip to Southern California. And, uh, you know, that's kind of fun to get on the road. We have study hall, and we, we'll do some things. But mostly you're just focused on basketball when you're on the road. So it's kind of good to get in, get in that groove of, hey, let's put all our eggs in. We're going to watch video. We're going to have good practices. We're going to get our rest in the hotel. 
and, and see what happens. How does this team perform on the road comparatively to some other teams you've had? They've been really good. Um, you know, although I said we were 1-4 and four on that, that road trip, uh, for the, the three losses, uh, two of those games, we were tied or ahead at halftime. And for the other game, we won the second half convincingly. So we just got to put them together. And, uh, boy, if you figure that out, let me know because uh, that would help us a lot. Well, he, Cordell, I mean, what do you think from the players' point of view? You guys get uh, you know, get up for the road games? Do you you know, feel better at home and want to protect your home turf? But what's the team's mentality about road versus home? Um, I think to us it doesn't matter if we're at home or away. I feel like there's a little bit more juice on the road. Like you want to go in there and, like you said, take their house and just have a good time. Like It's like going to enemy's territory. Like Nobody's rooting for you. So it's just fun. It's a fun atmosphere to be in. Does the team really thrive on that? You know, we're going into a hostile environment, and uh, and then there's a lot of pride, as you said, in taking taking their field, so to speak, taking their court. Yeah, I feel like I feel like most people do. Like that's just a, that's especially on this team though. It's like just what we want. Like we like that. Like it's like a little more um, energy boost it gives us. Nice, nice. Now, Cordell, you went to prep school before coming to HPU. Um, you know, tell us a bit about that experience and what was important to you to, you know, to get more prepared maybe to come into a program like this and, and, uh, and study at the university level. But tell us a bit about that, that decision, that experience. Um, for me, the decision with prep school was like, it was made because of COVID. Like a lot of, um, everything was shut down. All players are getting another year. So I just feel like it was a better opportunity for me just to go to prep school and just focus on basketball for a couple of months and like a lot of, I did a lot of growing up there as my first time moving away especially to the mainland and I was just, it was just a good time in general. What is what attracted you to HPU obviously you lived here so you knew a little bit about the university um, you probably had some choices I imagine uh, but you know what what drew you to this school? Um, especially it was just like talking to Coach V like um, the philosophies and the reasoning for his coaching I really liked that and like, you have to go to college. Why not go to Hawaii? You know, it's a beautiful place to be. And like, you, you can't really get bored out here. Like, there's no snow, there's no winter. And just like staying inside, you always, all year round, you go to the beach, you go on hikes. It's always fun. It's a huge draw. And you know, you know, Coach V, you mentioned earlier. You know, as you're recruiting, um, you know, selling Hawaii is probably the makes you know the easiest part of that of that proposition for students. Um, you know. It, I've always found, you know, living on the mainland and coming over here myself recently, that you know Hawaii is aspirational. You know, when people think about beautiful places to move to, um, you know, back in in the mainland states, I don't think Hawaii makes the list. Not because it's not the most beautiful place to be living in amazing weather, but it's almost too aspirational. I think a lot of people can't see themselves out here. How do you frame that for students and help them envision themselves coming out to the university, being part of the program? I think HPU and Hawaii um, are built for a unique individual. It's someone that's got a, a little bit of an independence, that wants that adventure, that has, you know, I don't think we're built for people that are running away from uh, something like their family. I think it's a tight family that's built a strong individual that we love you, we support you, and we've developed you so that you can go away and now with FaceTime 
you're still looking at mom and dad and you know so we really try to recruit kids that that have the foundation that they can come out here and and thrive and experience the you know as Cordell said every day being good being able to get outside get some vitamin D from the sun get in the water and then 45 minutes later be in class uh, but I do think that for a lot of people you know, for some people, they're not ready for that. When we see it, we you know, with our retention rate, we see people that thrive. I have I have more players here than at other universities that live here. Then after it's over, you know, they're here from Missouri, and they're like, I don't want to leave. This is where I want you know to put my roots down. And and then a lot of people, you know, to be real, don't make it. It's like, yeah, I, I wasn't prepared to be this far away. Yeah, I think I think you called it. It's it's a you think of, of a place like this, um, you know, 2,500 miles away from, you know, any major landmass as a place that people will run to to escape. But my experience has been the same, that this is a, a place where people that come that have very strong support mechanisms. Yes. And I would imagine with, with local students that come here that, you know, a part of Hawaiian culture and the importance of family um, within right. the culture. And, you know, how, how, does, how does that convey to, you know, some of the, the students that come in from, from other places um, in terms of the importance of family here to Hawaiian residents? Well, I think it's obvious, like, um, all the people in Hawaii are just nicer, a lot <laughs> um, laid back, and um, more, like, accepting of new people. So I think, like, when new people come in, like, they, um, they're um, taking a step back by it, and it really... Um, something nice and especially like for us as a team like we really like just get along well and get together so i feel like having a, a basketball family along with when you especially when you're coming from the mainland a far place away like, it's a great thing to have yeah it um it's a great dynamic to experience i imagine um that feeling of connection and chemistry helps make the team tighter in terms of how they view each other um, as, as brothers in arms so to speak going out to do battle um, and that's just got to gotta create a tighter team dynamic that creates more success on the court. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we don't have fraternities and sororities at uh, HPU. A lot of universities have that. I think our athletic team serves that same purpose, that you come out here, you've got, uh, you know, when they're parents, that's a traumatic experience when some parents send their kid on a plane. They never imagined it. They thought they were going to load up the Toyota Corolla and send them down the road. But to know that, okay, there's a staff of grown men that are helping my son find a place to live. They're helping him get to class. There's a team of 15 guys that are taking him to the beach and teaching him this and that. So it's a built-in support system that, that every student could use. But unfortunately, you know, every student doesn't get that. But you make a friendship group or you connect with your marine biology club or the french club or whatever and that's the key to retention yeah i, I you I imagine uh, a lot of connection to the women's basketball team as well yeah the women's basketball team will be playing before us tonight uh, at 5 30 and then friday at 4 30 and monday at 4 30 and they're having a, a good year. They've got a first-year coach who's expecting a baby. We're all excited for that. But uh, So come out and catch the double headers. All right. Well, this has uh, been a fantastic conversation. I want to thank our guests, uh, head coach Darren uh, Vortabrugge and uh, Cordell Ng. 
Um, you guys have been fantastic. I wish you success through the remainder of the season. And uh, thanks for joining us today. I'm Jeff Rich, your host here on Sharks Weekly. Everybody have a fantastic week, and we will catch you next Wednesday. Thanks. been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Sharks Weekly. A special mahalo to Hawaii Pacific University Executive Director of Athletics, Dr. Debbie Snell, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich, on-site technical engineer, Paul Breck, and Operations Director, Kuule Agbayani. We now return you to regular scheduled programming on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.